Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I don't want to talk over this, Drake. It's a good jam on a Monday morning. Especially knowing that we are on FM in Oklahoma City, so the bump music actually doesn't doesn't sound like staticky, overmodulated garbage. <laughs> Amplitude modulation is the best for music. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yes, here's the deal. Here's it. I know you're used to kicking off your Monday mornings with Toby and TJ. But two wild coincidences kind of converged into one necessity for both Drake Dykin and, and me, I'm Chris Plank, to be in for Toby and TJ. Number one, they, they played the Sunday game in Spokane at a time, 5 o'clock Central, which was, what, four, 3 o'clock local time. So not too crazy local time, but... It made it really hard for Oklahoma to get out of Spokane last night. And so they're leaving. If I understand correctly, Drake, it's probably right about now, right? That they're getting after it and to the airport. I think so. So I think the big thing was last night they were driving overnight from Spokane to Seattle, which is basically going completely across the state. Right. So that was the real fun part for T-Row. Well, and and keep this in mind. I tend to be someone that looks at Washington and here, Spokane to Seattle. It's in everything like right next to each other. Yeah, that's probably about like Tulsa to Oklahoma City, right? Right, you would think. No, it's four and a half hours. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's it's a little bit of a haul. So I I, I think that they had an early flight as well. So uh, yeah, I think it was the, the hat on the hat of... Oh, we have to drive through the night, and we have to get up early for a very early flight. Yeah, yeah. no, not great. No, we got, not we great. got you. But but then the other part of it is TJ's on vacation. Now you would know this because he's told, and I and I guess technically it, you say vacation. It's more of a of an opportunity to go celebrate an accomplishment for her wife, his wife, that has turned into. A, a vacation because literally there were five shows spent on things we should do in DC. And my favorite TJ Perry thing in the world is the way that he kind of revolts against social media. Can't stand it. Barely uses his Twitter feed except to like block people and every so often talk about the Rangers. Yeah. And he'll also get after Jose Canseco and Canseco every now and then. Right. <laughs> so. right. Um, but, but then when he goes on vacation, it's suddenly like he's an influencer, mm-hmm. right? Every move That's is right. is documented. You know where that pictures are uploaded. I, I mean, I'm not complaining about it because I dig it. And you've always been of the belief that this is kind of a purposeful thing that he does whenever he goes on vacation, right, to kind of be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's not like he's bragging. It's just social media is stupid, and I'm just going to show you guys the thing that everyone reacts to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, it's, hey, you guys that are having to cover for me at work, eat it. It's basically the way I take it. But that's probably me that's taking pro- a little probably, bit too personally. It's probably from someone who hates getting up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. 100%. What, if, if it wasn't you filling in, Drake, what is the normal time the alarm goes off on a Monday morning? Eight? No, not eight. Uh, about about seven o'clock. Okay, so not and then bad. the snooze gets hit a few times. So usually it's pretty normal for me to be rolling out of bed about seven twenty, seven thirty somewhere okay. in there. All right, so. fair enough. Then um, this is this is not too. Bad. I love this show, so I'm a fan of the yeah. show. So when I get a chance to sit and I'm I'm ready to go. So we got a lot to talk about today, and. You're going to hear from Skip Johnson after OU swept what appears to be a pretty bad Gonzaga team over the weekend, but it was it was more than fun, I think, for OU baseball to sit and watch while the Big 12 put the Sooners in a position that heading into this weekend, they could finish as high as second in the tournament, uh, in, in the conference, excuse me, going into the tournament. I mean, if they... If they sweep Oklahoma State, they would put themselves in a position where they're 13 and 11. Now, again, some things have to happen around them. You know, Texas, it wouldn't suck for Texas to get beat a couple of times. They've got West Virginia this weekend. Uh, that, that would help out things quite a bit this weekend coming up. You know, Kansas, Kansas State, they got beat in their series by Oklahoma State over the weekend. Uh, uh, Cowboys took two out of three in that series. I think Kansas State took the opener, if I remember correctly. So, you know, it, you're out of conference. You're enjoying a trip up to Spokane and a a five hour good good evening bus ride last night. Meanwhile, kind of craziness is happening around the league, and Baylor ends up getting beat and knocked out of the tournament. So their conference season is over they've got the non-conference season to wrap our non-conference series to wrap things up so you're assured that you're in and I don't think there was really too much doubt as time for uh, progressed I think with Baylor missing what the Sooners become the only team that's made every single Big 12 tournament so there there's that but you got Bedlam coming up this weekend and you've got an opportunity to end up as high as two now you could still be as low as seven where you are right now pinning a couple of L's uh, and for the most part, the top spot is still very much in peril. So it it's awesome to see the the craziness and the competitiveness of the Big 12 baseball season coming to a conclusion with a, a massive weekend ahead. And all the Sooners had to do is sit back and watch the craziness take place. So just looking ahead of this weekend, uh, most series are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and of course the Sooners have a midweek against UTA. But you get TCU at Kansas State, West Virginia at Texas, Kansas at Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State coming to Norman for a three-game set against the Sooners. And that series will get underway Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. So 6.30 Thursday, 6.30 Friday, and then on Saturday it'll be a 4 o'clock first pitch. Now, I could, I could sit here and talk baseball all day long, but – kind of my number one, number one. And I understand that this show is a little bit more baseball-oriented show because T-Row's on the road with a baseball team and TJ's a diehard baseball fan. But for me, 
going to be fairly softball-heavy show here today. So I'll just I'll throw that out there. If you are somebody, for unknown reasons, who is anti-softball, this probably isn't the show for you. Just go ahead and you can check out. Uh, Toby and Toby will be back tomorrow. I don't even know, Drake. When's TJ back? Uh, TJ will be back Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday. TJ, TJ will be back on Wednesday. So I, I'm just telling you right now, if softball isn't your bag, baby, if it's one of those things where, all right, I get it. We're good. Wake me up when we get to the World Series. That's fine. Or, or me, right? I might not be your thing. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll just go ahead and just lay that so you don't have to waste any time like, Ugh. When's he going to get to this? No, it's going to be a softball-heavy show today. In fact, you're going to hear from Patty Gasso coming up right at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. I had a chance last night to host uh, SiriusXM's college softball selection show, uh, and we had Coach on. It was really good. I, I always like interviewing Coach with, with say, you know, people that haven't really had a chance to watch the team as, as closely as, as I do, just to, to kind of get that vibe of how they're viewed. And, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious how they're viewed. They're going into the, to the start of the regional with 43 straight wins. It's the longest winning streak in program history. It's the second longest winning streak in the history of college softball. And here's the wild part of it all. They're at 43 right now. Your record-breaking 48th win in a row. And there's some work to do to get there. You've got to win three straight in your regional. And the Sooners, they've lost regional games before. Look back to 17 and 19. 17, they had to work their way through the quote-unquote losers bracket after they lost their opener to North Dakota State. 2019, they had to play a second game against Wisconsin. What's wild is they haven't lost a super regional game since 2015. And you know, if Clemson kind of looming or even Auburn, based on the way the series played out, I feel pretty good about that matchup, even though Auburn has one of the best players in the country. Well, so Clemson has a finalist for player of the year. Um, Auburn, they've played this year, and it's a pretty good team. But the the record-breaking win for most consecutive wins in the history of college softball would be the stamp slash send off to the World Series. So how awesome would that be? Now, I, I'm very much getting cart before a horse here because we have a tournament to talk about that has raised the ire of those in the seeding and softball world based on two shocking teams that were in the top eight. And, oh, by the way, we've got a whole Big 12 tournament to recap. The weird thing about that, the, the championship game for the Big 12 tournament was on Saturday. So when you have a Saturday series finale or championship game or whatever by the time you get to the air on monday unless it's football most people have talked about it and especially in this setting if you will we already know who oklahoma is playing in the tournament we already know the field for the norman regional so it can be a little bit forgotten what happened in the big 12 softball tournament now drake i know your your dad is a huge softball guy in fact i think i you won't mind me saying when we end up having the opportunity to have a few extra seats to give away on the Plank Show weekdays from 9 to noon, mm-hmm. it's usually you and your dad who make that available. So yeah. I'm very grateful for you. And I yeah. know we sent out several fans to Thursday's cool day, right? I mean, it, you ended up seeing two near up, one upset, a near upset, and then an absolute shocking upset, though you had to come back on Friday to see mm-hmm. that. 
But did you get a chance to go out at all and take in the action at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium? I, I did not okay. this weekend. I had just a lot of stuff I had to get done at the house, and uh, my dad actually had a little bit of family that he was ah. able to uh, fit into those seats over the weekend. Look so I, I was uh, – I didn't have to occupy one of those seats, so I was like, yeah, you know what? Mm. I've got enough I need to take care of this weekend. But I did get to take in the game on Saturday, and, man – I. It's kind of so you mentioned my my dad has gotten so into softball over the last couple of years. And a big part of it is because my niece has gotten very into softball um, the last three, four years. And she's become a super fan. So my uh, my dad has uh, really kind of tried to channel that for her and become a fan as well. And, you know, we were talking yesterday. I went to go visit my grandma down in Sulphur on my dad's side for Mother's Day, and we were talking, and he, you know, he mentioned if you would have said that the one through four hitters in Saturday's championship game would go over against Texas, you're probably thinking, well, there's probably a good chance that OU doesn't win that game right. or doesn't win that game handily the way they did. And, of course, I mean, this – it's – it's no news by any means that this team is just absolutely incredible. But, man, what what a ab- absolutely impressive performances that they've put in. And uh, being able to set yourself up with history going into the College World Series possibly is, man, uh, this this team, this, this entire program that Patty Gasso has built, it's just I don't think that I've ever seen a monster like it in college sports in general. So before we we get to all the tips of the cap, which they deserve, and before we talk about this weekend, I want to open things up with a complaint, right? I mean, it's early. We're still kind of getting our wits about us. But there was one thing from this weekend that still is shocking to me. Now, it's not IFB batteries that you're thinking about. Thank you. No, we got that taken care of. And, by the way, it worked perfectly. Good. Good. Now, don't get me wrong. It took a minute to get down to the field. Yeah. There is no fast way to get from the uh, upper level of the press box at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium and down to the field. In fact, it's virtually impossible. But we got it where, for the first time ever, Drake, we were able to be down on the field when the Sooners clinched a tournament championship. I saw that. Flip-flops and all. Yeah, I know. Thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to Taylor Maples for busting out the uh, <laughs> busting out the fact that I did not dress for success this week. I mean, it was hot. It uh-huh. was hot. Yeah. But I, I want I want to get to my Grinch first. Let's just get all the, the 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 Grinching and moaning out of the way early, and then we'll be set the rest of the way. So we're off and running. In for T Row and TJ. That's Drake. I'm Chris Plank. When we come back, my one Grinch from the Big Twelve tournament. What we learned in the uh, field of sixty four unveiling. And then at 10 a.m., Patty Gasso will join us. Plus, put a couple um, bullet points for topics we need to get to. The Eastern and Western Conference Finals are set in the NBA. John Morant did something stupid again. And then, and then he did it again. Bob Stoops went out and won a championship in the XFL. We'll talk about his incredible run here in 2023 as we roll on on a Monday morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. 
The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Welcome back to the T-Row in the Morning Show here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. This first hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show on this Monday, a weird edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. That's right. Chris Plank, Drake Dyken here with you instead of Toby Rowland and TJ Perry. It's brought to you by McIntyre Law. They are your local and nationwide law firm for any accident that you possibly have. Be sure to visit McIntyreLaw.com to find out all of your personal injury attorney needs and how it is that McIntyre Law can take care of them. Uh, you want to hit the text line real quick? Sure, let's get a couple of these real quick. Uh, good morning, Plank and McGriddle. Uh, thank you for filling in for A1 and Turkey Banking. Uh, Tracy and I are excited to get to listen to y'all before work today. A nice treat for sure. Have a great day. How did you get the uh, the nickname McGriddle? I, I think I was late to the party so, on that one. Okay, yeah. So that was definitely a hour one story uh, okay. that happened. And right. that was, it was either TJ or it was Toby. It might have been actually the day that, so there was a period of time, about a week's worth in 2020 when TJ thought that Bronx might have had COVID and uh-huh. he was on COVID watch. So uh-huh. I was filling in and TJ was not coming into studio at gotcha. all. And basically the first segment, they asked me how I was doing. I said, oh, you know, I'm I'm doing great. You know what? Because last night before I went to bed, I kind of gave myself a pep talk. I was like, hey, you up early enough? You can stop by McDonald's and have yourself a McGriddle. So oh, okay. that's that's how the McGriddle thing happened. McGriddle, I didn't know they still did that. Okay, very yeah, good. Very yeah, good. And yeah. Any others you want to get to here this early in the morning? Uh, there's a couple uh, on softball. Uh, one of them that I know that you and I are both in the loop on. Are they going to do Home Run Village this weekend? I know that is very much the plan. Correct. There's, there's a lot of things that are in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I mean, Drake and I have been looped in on a conversation about making sure they can get the radio feed out there without a delay. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that that means Home Run Village is coming back. Yes. Now, will that start in the Norman Regional or could it potentially start in the Super Regional? That's what we're not clear on yet. Yes. But I would assume it's for the Norman, for the Regional. I would assume so as well. Uh, and I would also, I would also add, today we were supposed to be at the Trails for the OU softball golf tournament, I'm just – no one from softball ever called me. I just assumed that it got rained out. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I guess, what is it, wishing in one hand and you know what in the other <laughs> that it didn't, that it got canceled. I can't fathom. Knowing that I live as the crow flies maybe, maybe a mile from the trails mm-hmm. – there is no, I mean, no way that they're going to be dried out for a minute. It's been awesome, but it's also been enraging with the amount of rain. Yeah, that it, it, it's, it was a very steady downpour still whenever I came into work. I like to call it one of those uh, Shawshank kind of downpours. <laughs> like at the end of Shawshank Redemption, that's how it was coming down uh, yes. on my way into work. So I would assume to the 405, good question, I would assume that we're going to have Home Run Village. I would, I would... I would put that as a positive. Now, what what can weather do this week? It, it looks like we're going to have a, a little bit of a respite from the rain for a few days. But there is some increasing percentage chances this week. Now, I don't know about you, Drake, but whenever I need a, a weather fix just looking ahead, 
Mm-hmm. I usually just click on weather.com. <laughs> the, pro- the problem with weather.com is I don't know if it's ever right. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they have it is getting a little bit dicey on Friday. But for the most part, looks like we should be pretty good. I'll wait an update from Dr. Kevin Clazel. And I, I can't imagine uh, that it could cause him to say, hey, it's too soft out here in, in order to put Home Run Village up. But I would say thumbs up on that right now. Uh, and last one here, I guess this is a story that I missed over the weekend, but mm-hmm. I guess OU Baseball had their jerseys stolen out of their meeting room over the weekend as well. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often in hotels. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely surprised it doesn't happen more often I in mean, hotels. I mean, I've, I've seen those setups and how it is that they have those, the uniforms sitting out in those conference rooms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. So the way that I understood it is Toby had mentioned, and hey, when you go on the road to a place like Gonzaga or when you go on the road to a, for softball, a place like L.A. or wherever, you know, you, you pack what you need. And usually, I don't know if they chartered or not, you got to keep your bag within the same weight of what the airline allows. And there's extra bags for all these teams when they make their trips, and they'll pay some of the overage charges, and blah, all, all these nerdy, dorky, too much information kind of things. I think Toby it's said not that like they you were take playing a, commercial. Okay, by the way. so good. It's not like you take a ton of extra stuff, right? You take a backup uni here or there. So if a whole set of tops is taken, you could be hosed. You could end up wearing the same uniform. And if you're a lower budget school, you might be wearing T-shirts out there. But I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. I really am, Uh, especially with how some hotels just leave that conference room open that a team might have committed to themselves. I've I've been, you know, I'm usually a later arriver. There's times whenever I'll show up to a hotel and I'll I'll walk in and it's just all acts. Now, not not always are there jerseys and things like that in there, Mm -hmm. but, you know, their food, their snacks, maybe one extra bag of, practice softballs or something so yeah i'm i hate that for them i think hotels got to step up and making sure that they're keeping a good eye on that wow i need to get the details on that story though that's that that sucks keep coming 405-651-3439 that's the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 all right here's number one first little sidebar you don't have to worry about me being here until noon Drake and I are only doing six to nine. Then Connor and Josh have you from nine to noon. So that hate can stop. Do I like my job? Yes. Am I on the air probably too much? <laughs> Absolutely. But I won't, I won't in uh I won't bug you for six hours today. You only get now two hours and thirty minutes, but it's not like I'm counting down to my nap. With that said, let me get my Grinch out of the way. Let me get the negativity out of the way right now. Because I don't really think it's a negative thing. I just, I think it's something that needs to be done, and I don't know why it isn't. The fact that you have an incredibly passionate, hungry, diehard Oklahoma Sooner softball fan base. Uh, An up-and-coming, supportive Oklahoma State fan base. The fact that you have both of those schools playing in a tournament, and let's just say from their campuses, it's what, maybe an hour from downtown to to Stillwater, maybe. 
uh, maybe what 45 minutes, 45 minutes from softball, the hall of fame stadium to, to Norman. I gotta tell you something, man. The fact that they don't open the upper deck is flat out appalling. I, there was the game on Sunday moved up two hours. Now, I keep saying Sunday because it feels like Sunday. The game on Saturday was slated for a 2 o'clock first pitch. They moved it up at noon. They moved it up to noon midway through the Texas-Kansas game. So it was fairly early that they let people know. I still felt and that everyone with the Big 12 was incredible this weekend. I mean, incredible this weekend. Um, everyone with the, the stadium was incredible. The, the grounds crew were great. Drake, everyone, it was an awesome experience. There's so many good people involved. I know that we're all in a crunch for people. I know. I get that. It's tough. But I've always been told, this is a wild thought, that when it's presented to you, you must maximize your revenue possibilities. And I truly can't fathom that somebody with the Big 12, somebody with USA Softball, somebody with, I don't know, Ticketmaster or whomever is involved, wouldn't look at this and say, you know, OU in Texas played here a month ago, and they had this whole place sold out, and it wasn't a stretch to sell it out. Like, you, we weren't having to, quote, unquote, paper the place. And by that, I mean giving away a bunch of tickets. So, I, I know I know, Drake, I'm sure it has to do with security questions and staffing. And I, you know, I'm very grateful for uh, Willie and his cleaning crew because I had a morning show to do on Saturday. And when they moved it up, I got to the stadium really early. And if I hadn't run into to Willie and, and, and a couple members of his crew, I probably would have been stuck outside doing a show from my car. Fine. I've done it before. But just he was talking about, hey, my guys got done at midnight. And then they move this up, and I got to find more workers. It's tough. I get that part of it. But if you say, and I don't know, how long have we known the Big 12 tournament is going to be in Oklahoma City? It's been a minute. I will never understand why you don't look at that and say, let's make, let's make sure we're making the most that we possibly can. And I'm, here, I'm a firm believer that if they sold tickets to that upper deck, I think it would be sold out. I really do. And if it's not sold out, it'd be really close. I'm a firm believer that when the SEC tournament gets here and, you know, they're rotating between different on-campus sites and Love's Field's going to be an incredible resource for that. If I'm the SEC, I come in and say, hey, we want to bring our tournament here. We want you to put the stands up in the outfield. Because, again, I... Very small thing, my one little Grinch from this weekend. Wait till we get to seating. But I, I just wish there was a way that you can get that full experience. It's still amazing to see the crowd that is there whenever it's packed down below. But the upper deck, the, the desire is there. I didn't see a lot of people unloading their tickets when the game got moved. I didn't see a lot of people panicking whenever Oklahoma State got beat. They still came out and they still supported. So 
That's my one thing. In the future, I hope they look at making that change. Now, when we come back, that's 35 minutes on everything but the tournament. So let's dive into what happened this weekend and what's up for the Oklahoma Sooners softball team. Baseball had a sweep this weekend. We got Norman Regionals and golf coming up that we can talk about. And John Morant doing John Morant things, putting his career in jeopardy, or at least his season in jeopardy. We'll dive into it all coming up on a busy Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Belated happy Mother's Day to all the incredible moms out there. I, uh, I think I did a good job on Mother's Day this year. So happy. I, I built the shelf that's been sitting in the garage for a month that we bought from Ikea. You know, we just put it in the garage and it sits there for a while and eventually it's like, hey, you going to build this thing? Yeah, on Mother's Day. Ikea, by the way, Drake, quick little sidebar. What is beca- Have you bought anything from Ikea recently? Okay. Now, um, they've become infatuated with the wooden pegs. You know, the wooden pegs that I still don't know how they're supposed to be, say, any stronger than, oh, I don't know, put a damn screw in the thing. But let's put this, if you happen to tap it the wrong way, wooden peg, it's going to snap in half. Let's make this the way that's going to hold this stupid bookshelf together. I tell you, I was only going to be mad about one thing, and that was softball. Anyway, happy Mother's Day to all the great mothers out there. Uh, I mentioned the text line. You can also pick up your phone and, and call us at 405-329-9000. That is the Riverwind Casino call in line, 405-329-9000. And as always, uh, I'm maybe a little bit overactive on Twitter. You can find me at Plank Show. Drake is always there for a good time at Drake Dykin. And everyone should follow us at K-R-E-F Sports. (laughs) I have so much on the seating conversation that I want to get to. But let me just take my big takeaway from the Big 12 tournament this weekend. Two things really caught my eye uh, for OU softball. And we get to baseball. Obviously, they rolled over Gonzaga. Uh, the, the Big 12 is very much up in the air this weekend. Oklahoma State can still win it. Uh, obviously, West Virginia took care of business this weekend. But uh, it would take a three-game sweep by Oklahoma State and what? West Virginia losing two of three in order for Oklahoma State to win the conference tournament or win the conference and be the one seed heading into the tournament. We know this. Uh, looks like Baylor is out. They're going to miss the tournament. They've already wrapped up their Big 12 season at 6-18. and 18. So knowing Kansas is at 7-14 and 14 and still has a, a three-game set in front of them, Baylor is out and not making the tournament. But he, here's the two things that stood out to me. Number one, Haley Lee and – to see Haley Lee come to life for Oklahoma again was a, was a big deal. I, I was listening to, I think it was Carrie Murdoch. I think Carrie was talking about it on the unofficial 40 this past week about how Haley had been kind of struggling, and that had become, you know, I, we talked about that a lot on the broadcast. You know, she had, heading into the Big 12 tournament, she had not had a multiple-hit game since the Texas Tech series on April 8th. And that was a two-home run game in the Sunday finale that Oklahoma won. But since then, it, it had been a bit of a struggle. 
for Haley, uh, Haley Lee. And in fact, heading into the Big 12 tournament, she was 0 for 10 against Oklahoma State. Uh, and I think if you dug that out a little bit further, it was like a, a, a 2 for 19 skid that she was in the midst of, dating back to the, uh, the Kansas series and, and sliding into the midweek against Tulsa. Now, granted, she had a home run taken away from her and still walked and, and pushed across a couple of runs, but she, she had been struggling. So to go into the Big 12 tournament and have Haley Lee go a combined four for five with five runs scored, uh, had the home run that got everything going on Saturday against Texas, I thought it was one of the bigger stories from this weekend. And, Drake, I know you follow it pretty close, right? You, you keep tabs on these types of things. When I, I tell you what, you need everybody. You need all hands on deck. And Oklahoma has, a, has depth as far as the eye can see. If you, if you haven't watched this team a lot and you only catch during the postseason, it's, it's incredible the amount of depth. And to that infinite question I always get all the time, hey, how's this year's team different than last year's? Or are they better than last year's? I always go to depth, you know, especially in the pitching staff. But Haley Lee is a major reason why. So I thought getting Haley Lee going was, was incredible for Oklahoma this weekend. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. And, and I just... This is a stat that, that blew my mind. It's not really a stat. It's just kind of a, a good old coincidence. This team can beat you anywhere in the lineup. If you look at, and I know Sid Sanders' average won't wow you when you see her in the starting lineup, but there is not an out in this lineup. Sometimes whenever you, you'll see like an eight-hole hitter that's hitting eight, not a-hole, eight-hole hitter batting like a buck 90 there's a seven hole hitter that's a 275 hitter I mean Oklahoma's lineup and even the depth they can bring in is all you know 350 and above so consider this Oklahoma is my favorite thing from the weekend Oklahoma beats Iowa State on Thursday or Friday excuse me by a final score of nine to nothing the one through four hitters for the Sooners on unless I think we got one two, three. How about this? We'll go the one through five hitters for the Sooners. The one through five hitters were eight for 11. Eight for 11 with seven of the nine runs scored, and they were responsible for seven of the nine runs batted in, and they walked three times. So eight, eight, for 11, with seven of the nine uh, runs scored and six of the nine runs batted in. All right? And if you want to narrow this down, just, all right, let's take away the five. Let's just go one through four for the heck of it. One through four. They were six for seven <laughs> with seven of the nine runs scored and seven of the nine runs batted in. Right, let's take the five hole out of this. Let's just make it one through four. In their 6-1 win over Texas, Drake, the one through four hitters in the lineup for the Sooners were 0 for 12. They didn't have a hit, and only one of them reached base. And they still won in comfortable and fairly dominating fashion 6-1. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> you come into it with a, what's your, what's your game plan? 
What's your game plan? Well, here's my game plan. We're going to keep Jada Coleman off base. We're going to we're going to shut down TRA Jennings and we're going to make the middle to bottom half of their lineup beat us. Well, guess what? They still beat you 6 to 1. And the only person that got on base was Jada Coleman with I think it was a leadoff walk. Unbelievable, man. That's depth. That's what makes this team really really special. They're fun. They're exciting. Big 12 tournament champs for the eighth time. Just the second time they played Texas in the Big 12 championship game. We'll hear from Patty Gasso coming up in 10 minutes. All right, let's get back to the text line. When we come back, we're just getting started on a Monday morning. T-Row is out. They're traveling back with the baseball team. He'll be back tomorrow morning. TJ is on vacation in D.C. He'll be back on Wednesday. You got Drake. I'm Chris Plank. Patty Gasso coming up in 10 minutes. Well, 15 minutes from now right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Final segment of Hour 1 of the T-Row in the Morning Show here on a Monday. Here on the ref, the home of Sooner fans, it's Chris Plank and Drake Dyken with you this morning. Traveling T-Row and vacationing T.J. Perry, this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's brought to you by the great people at McIntyre Law. McIntyre Law, they are your injury, personal injury attorneys for all of your injury needs. If you need to have a case that's taken to trial or settled, they can help you both locally here in Oklahoma and nationwide. Give them a call at 405-917-5200 or visit McIntyreLaw.com for more information. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line real quick. Plank. Uh, let's see. Let's talk some softball. While it's kind of funny, Texas got screwed, in my opinion. Anyone that's been watching knows OSU isn't the sixth best team. Those two should be flipped. Doesn't uh, look like uh, conference attorneys mattered to the committee at all. I also thought that they might put Utah in the 16 seed setup and matchup of the Gasso. Oh, I absolutely thought that. Yeah, you I talked about that on that. Thursday or Friday, right? Right. Yeah, I I thought the the selection committee is what, how's the saying go? If nothing, they're this. If nothing, they're predictable. You know that Wichita State is going to be sent to Norman or or Stillwater. And for some reason, they've constantly been putting Nebraska in Stillwater. You know that if Texas hosts a regional, Texas State and Texas A and M is going to be there. And, you know, they'll always find a way for kind of the flair, for the dramatics, right? Putting Mike White in Texas, you know, in a position where they could play Oregon. A couple years after he left, putting uh, – they're always kind of trying to find ways to have matchups that could be intriguing. So I thought that they would put, you know, either Oregon in, in a super regional where they could play Oklahoma or Utah. But I got to be honest, I was very happy they did. Now – I mean, I, I, you know, 10.30 this morning, maybe, Drake, we can get a little bit carried. Or 10.30, look at me. 7.30 this morning, hour two, bottom of hour two, I wanted to talk about some of the decisions. I See, because it's funny, I agree with you. Like, you look at certain things like, well, it's obvious the conference tournament didn't matter. But then you look at others like Utah hosting and sitting as a 15 seed where you're like, damn, conference tournament really mattered. You look at some instances and you're like, man – I, in fact, I, I had this text last night, or excuse me, tweet last night, and I'm not saying it to try to, you know, p- pick on anyone or, or argue with anyone, 
Uh, but you get this faction of, well, I've been paying attention, so I know. And I'm not, I, I, again, I'm not saying you're wrong, but someone of, along the lines of that thought said, well, if anyone's been paying attention, then it shouldn't be a surprise that Oklahoma State got in with where their RPI is. But then I would stop and say, don't disagree that Oklahoma State ended up with the eight seed and, or excuse me, in the top eight. But how does RPI matter so much for Oklahoma State? But then again, it doesn't with Stanford. You know, how does RPI matter so little than with Alabama? But yet it seems to for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is really the only team that truly benefited in that top eight from their RPI. No one else did. That Stanford was absolutely punished when they had no reason to be. Stanford should be a top eight team. And I understand, right? I mean, again, Oklahoma State's top, what, four, I think they are in the RPI. They played a tough schedule. But I'm of the firm belief how you play late matters and you just can't take certain uh statistics or trends and let them fit for one team when they don't fit for others. The Alabama thing, Drake, is just mind-blowing to me. But we listen, I told you we tried to hit two texts here, and look, I, I go crazy on one. I, I love the learning process behind how these tournaments are put together. And I, I love how college softball has started to not just have being a part of the selection committee as something you can put on your resume as a stair stepper to bigger and better things for ADs and administrators. It's a big deal. How they continually create chaos when it seems so easy is something that will never make any sense to me. We'll get into that coming up in just a bit. Patty Gasso coming up next right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Right here on the home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 